While Fuller House may be a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Fullest House podcast, where our grandpas are horny as hell. Zach here. Mark here. Harrison here. And we decided that uh, we would start off this episode a little bit more low-key compared to how we normally do. It's an ASMR podcast now. Yeah, exactly. It's fully an ASMR podcast. Yep. I have a water bottle here. Um, this week is an Alan Thick role play. I'm going to tap the microphone. Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> Hello. Positive affirmations. I'm just going to go up real close and whisper into the microphone. <laughs> doing anyways <laughs> it's it's really bothering me so i'm gonna th- pick up on something that harrison said this is we're channeling alan thick right here because alan thick is in this episode he is in this episode <laughs> he is god that was a shock to me he's he's our very special guest star fun imdb trivia i, I mean this isn't really a fun imdb trivia but <laughs> Uh, no, I think it's fun. No, I think it's fun. Zach, bring up your energy. Bring up your energy. Okay, fun IMDb trivia. Uh, so this is the last TV role of Alan Thick before he died. Fuck yes! He went out with a bang. Yeah. Now, now do you understand what I was talking about, Mark? I, yeah. No, I, I know. I knew it was coming. That's why I wanted. That's why I was harping on the fact that you said it was a fun piece of trivia. Just a fun little piece of trivia. It is. Yeah, a little fun little IMDb trivia. You know, always fun talking about... <laughs> yeah, we should say Alan Thick, legendary TV actor. We're not making fun. I'm making... F- well, I am making fun, but I'm making fun of Zach, not Alan Thick. This is, uh, yeah. So basically, this is just another episode of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Another episode of the podcast where Mark makes fun of Zach and not Alan Thick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have I have not once made fun of Alan Thick on this podcast. We're staying on brand. Yeah, listen, like when I when I describe the podcast to my friends or to like people when I'm telling them to go watch the podcast, I tell them, yeah, it's a great podcast where we watch Fuller House and Mark may f- makes fun of me and not Alan Thick specifically. I've uh, honestly I've like wondered. I wonder if like people I know watch the podcast will they come away thinking I'm a much more mean person than I am. <laughs> Oh, I've, I've come to the conclusion that every time I tell people that I do this podcast, I have to add in, I say, and I quote, my friends and I do a Fuller House podcast because we hate ourselves. And the reason for that is, in my mind, there is no reason that any sane person would do this. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Wow, really exposing us for our neuroses, our Fuller House obsession. Oh, no, I'm... I'm fully aware. It's just like, if it comes up in conversation, it's just like, oh, that's a weird thing we know about you now. Yeah. It's a great fun fact. And you know, like, I don't really want that coming out right away. That's something that you got to (laughs) save. You got to save it for later. Because it's like, if you say it, you might be coming out too strong. Oh, I just noticed um, Tyler texted us, I assume in response to the ASMR segment, I hate this. (laughs) 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 i hope he doesn't mean it about the podcast in general i i would hope not we're we're a decent amount of the way through we finished a season we did yeah we finished this we finished season one and tyler hasn't threatened to quit yet (laughs) although i fear that he's getting close (laughs) we make life so difficult for him (laughs) we really do do we want to do some asmr to push him over the edge i'm waiting for a text that says god no Anyway, do we want to actually talk about the episode? Let's um, talk about <laughs> yeah, the episode. Let's, let's, let's talk about the episode. It starts maybe the best way an episode can start. Yes. With Fernando. In a short pink robe. A very short pink robe. There is nothing left to the imagination in terms of his legs. <laughs> no. It's only barely covering his uh, little gentleman. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to put uh, it. Yeah. it I am sure that's what he calls them. Yeah, I was trying to think of yeah. a thing. Kimmy and the Gibblers. Oh, God. Uh, I'm certain once they remarry, Fernando is going to take Kimmy's name. <laughs> Fernando Gibbler. Are you implying that Kimmy is, does not want to become Kimmy Hernandez Guerrero Fernandez Guerrero? No, I'm just saying I think Fernando wants to become Fernando Hernandez Guerrero Fernandez Guerrero Gibbler. Okay, that's fair. More than Kimmy wants to be Kimmy Gibbler 
Hernandez Guerrero, Fernandez Guerrero. That's fair. I think we've really succeeded in this podcast when we like have a whole section devoted to like what food they eat or like what the course of history is compared to the real course of history. Well, yeah, you know, no, let's talk about what food they eat because Fernando's making bacon. Just bacon. Fernando's making bacon. And Max really wants that bacon. I'm back on my transition game, baby. You thought I was done. I'm coming back. What a smooth transition. Thank you, Zach. Thank you. So yeah, he's making bacon, and as a follow-up to, uh, I don't know, the previous episode? Yeah, that was the previous mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Uh, Max is becoming a vegetarian to... Uh, to save the world. To save the world. But uh, he does not realize that bacon is from a pig, so that makes yeah. him very sad. I did like his line, they tell him, Max, bacon comes from pigs. And he goes, no, you're thinking about ham. Yeah, that was funny. You silly Billy. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. Haven't we all eaten some bacon and been like, this isn't ham, this isn't a pig. (laughs) What is this, beef? So yeah, Max is becoming a vegetarian, but immediately eats bacon. Mm -hmm. Ramona and Lola have had a sleepover where they did not sleep one wink, you guys. And none of it is shown. Peak sleepover material. Peak. And the other big thing that happened, or there's a lot that happens in this scene, but also... Our good himbo Jimmy Gibbler shows up. Yay! Our favorite himbo, Jimmy Gibbler. He's mastered the the art of just entering a house uninvited. Yeah. Yeah. He just barges in. He's mastered the art of entering a house uninvited. And guys, I said this at the end of the episode when we were watching it, but like, it seems like Jimmy Gibbler woke up that morning and just had, he just drank a huge glass of respect women juice. (laughs) And it shows throughout... The entire episode. He does not stop. Yeah, can I just share a theory with you? And I just want you guys, I want to know what you guys think of this theory. Mm-hmm. Go for it. I I think that Jimmy is in love with Stephanie. <gasps> no. What? I mean, listen, as someone who has always shipped Jimmy and Fernando, I don't agree with the theory, but I can see where you're coming from. There are some strong hints. Harrison, as a big Steve Nando shipper, I gotta say, I just completely disagree with you entirely. But, you know, I think Jimmy and Matt is really where it's at. I didn't know we we disagreed this much because I'm a big Meeve shipper, Matt and Steve. I mean, Matt and Steve, that's just, that's that's the one true pairing. That's like, that's endgame. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look up my fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Yeah, you're right. You know what? No, I'm a Meeve shipper now. I'm convinced. Fuller Hearts, a Matt Steve fanfic. Oh my god. Oh god. Uh, you know what this means, Mark? You have to actually write this now. <laughs> oh no! If you don't, somebody else will. How about if our YouTube channel gets 100,000 subscribers, you have to write the meme fanfic. We currently have eight, so I'm willing to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, we have a, if we hit 100,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel, we will live stream Mark writing... Matt and Steve fans. I'm down to do that. I'm 100% down to do that. Can I just can I just lay out my evidence for why I think Jimmy is in love with Stephanie? Okay, yes, you may. Okay, go for it. Well, he walks in and immediately says something akin to, I forget the exact lines, but he says like, Steph, we kissed and I'm in love with you. Please, will you date me? Mm. So that's kind of where I'm going from it because his singular purpose in this episode is is to win to win Stephanie. I mean, listen, people say that to me on a regular basis. It doesn't necessarily mean... Yeah, listen, Mark, I... Yeah, I'm not convinced yet. Like, yeah. I mean, like, he did say it, but, like, did he really mean it, though? You're right. Like, that's where I'm really... Because there was, like, Allison said to me, like, Mark, I love you. Please, will you date me? And I was like, haha, great joke. (laughs) Oh, my God, guys, I gotta go! (laughs) (laughs) I... She's getting on a plane and... Oh, no. Oh, no. Mark, you gotta get... You gotta get out of here. You gotta find Allison. I, I just can't get over, like, someone being like, hey, I like you, we should date. And then just laughing hysterically. <laughs> like, that's a great joke. Oh, um, but I, I have the, the, the many great lines that Jimmy says to Stephanie under the influence of his respect women juice. Oh, yes, of course. Um, do you want me to run through them? Yes. Read them. Yes, please. Go for it. Um, well, I think first, first they say, Jimmy, was that your RV parked in front of our house? And he says, all I know is that my heart is parked here forever. 
And the entire kitchen table, which is like Lola, Ramona, and DJ go, aww. Um, he gives Stephanie a present, his dream catcher, which he says, I don't need it anymore. All my dreams came true that day we had our first kiss. Um, and then his final line to her is, um, or well, he says to her, can we go out, please? Mm-hmm. Um, which points for politeness. Yeah. yeah please. Of course. Yeah. I feel like most guys wouldn't do that. Right? Yeah. And then he says, all the math I need to know is you plus me equals happiness. And he does a spin as he leaves as he leaves the house. Yeah, the spin move really is what sells it for me. Like, I wasn't convinced until he hit that spin move. It is pretty convincing. Fernando, always and forever in my heart, is my favorite character. But, like, Jimmy is up there, and this is his second appearance. I know, oh, yeah. right? He's so much fun. He's so much Jimmy fun. Is so he good. Is. We needed a himbo. Yes. <laughs> Can we get that on a t-shirt? Just, we needed a himbo. <laughs> if we ever make merch. How about for our, like, 500 subscribers? We'll make merch at 500 subscribers. Yeah. It's going to be, what, what, we needed, we need a himbo, the sad boy of the week, and remember Full House? Remember Full House. <laughs> we haven't had to say that as much recently, which is nice. No, no, it's good. It's it's almost like this is its own show. Yay! Almost. 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 But yeah, uh, the final two things I want to say about this scene is we find out Jay Money is trying out for the football team. Or actually, rather, somehow he got on the football team, which is extremely confusing. Football! Even though everybody says that he injures himself constantly. Yeah, and he's probably like half the size of the other players. (laughs) Yeah. My favorite line is Lola says, I saw him trip on confetti. (laughs) That was so good. Here's the thing, though. As, As bad as he may be at football... Uh, the San Francisco 49ers may need him right now, oh. considering how injured they are. That's a that's a sports reference nobody's gonna get. But <laughs> I, I think I got the picture. I didn't get I didn't get it, but I got behind you with the big O because I wanted to support you. Thank you. The, the joke is that they're very injured. Oh, okay. Um, I do want to point out they do a joke where Jay Money doesn't actually know anything about football. He says, you know, to Lola, "I'll be looking out for you in the balcony." And also he refers to practice as rehearsal. So I think deep in Jay Money's heart, he wants the theater. Oh, yeah. The theater. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, the he would definitely. Yeah, <laughs> he'd find his true calling. There. He would be as, of oh, course, yeah, for sure. a stagehand and not an actor because Jay Money. That's right. <laughs> he'd be he'd be a stagehand who'd like go on and like take a prop out and then would trip and would <laughs> Yeah. He's lying on stage. The curtains come out and there's just... I believe these two things wholeheartedly. One, Jay Money belongs in the theater. Yes. Two, Jay Money would be a terrible actor. Yes! <laughs> um, and then finally, the other thing that happens in this scene is Fernando drops something and he bends over to pick it up and flashes his uh, butt and uh, his... His Gibblers. Kimmy and the Gibblers. Um, he flashes his butt and his gibblers and And it's pixelated and everything. Yeah, which that was what got me because I was like, oh, they're definitely going to do a joke where like Fernando bends down and everybody sees, but I thought they'd film it in a way that we don't actually see anything. Nope, they turn right to it. (laughs) Yeah. They can't can't afford a different camera angle, so they just pixelate it, and it's wonderful. Which means he is one of those monsters who puts on a robe and nothing else underneath. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the vet clinic, Matt invites uh, Crystal and uh, Steve and CJ to DJ's game night. Um, and DJ is very s- sad that she's single. Uh, Crystal says, like, oh, DJ, you're so great. How on earth are you still single? Um, I wanted DJ to laugh for a very uncomfortable amount of time before breaking down into tears, but that did not happen. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Now, my theory... Okay, guys, what do you think? Do you think Crystal is secretly evil and is, like, saying all this stuff to be rude? Or do you think she's just dumb? No, I think she's just dumb. I think Crystal is... Have you seen her flexibility? She is 100% a female assassin. Yes! Sorry? An assassin. Yes! Of course, (laughs) of course. Gotta respect... Yeah. drink that respect women juice. I'm drinking my respect women juice... Yeah, Assassin's a very gender-neutral job at this point. Yeah, Yeah, I just, like, I really, I wanted to create that image because it definitely is that, like, 
black widow femme fatale mm, sort of yeah assassin. yeah it's it's like uh she's going undercover as just this random like young hot fitness girl yeah she's dating matt to get close to dj and her family exactly because one day she will be called upon she's like so undercover to assassinate fernando of course yes because his uh his racing rival put a hit out on him yes there we go damn formula one's gotten really intense recently this is a great spin-off idea by the way <laughs> i was about to say of course at the end of the first episode she does kill fernando but then is struck is struck with ptsd and that inspires her to fight crime to uh, atone for her oh, sins have we gotten our <laughs> spinoff for the episode it's our <laughs> spinoff for the episode yeah perfect we have our spinoff yeah she keeps inviting matt keeps inviting everybody to the game night and saying like oh they're definitely coming uh but dj is still single and it's like oh no what's dj gonna do she's surrounded by all this young love and she has nobody mm. I, I don't want to skip too far ahead but uh enter alan thick <laughs> <laughs> i do just want to put forth here are our plots for the episode dj is going to be single at game night with her two boy pals and their girlfriends j money is on the football team, which DJ doesn't like because it's dangerous. Max is becoming a vegetarian and Mrs. Bacon. And Jimmy is in love with Stephanie. That is four plots. We have an A plot, a B plot, a C plot, and a D plot. Yep. Which is a lot. And I only bring this up because we watched the entire episode. It ended. And then Tyler just went, what was the A plot? <laughs> there was no. There was none. There was no A plot. There was no A plot, yeah. I think technically the uh, game night gets the most screen time. But then it ends midway through. Yeah, it's, here's, we've we've reached that point. We haven't talked about it a lot, but we've reached that point that we were at when we were first watching it, where you realize, oh, the stories on Fuller House either have a beginning, a middle, an end. They have two of the three. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. They have two of the three. Never all three. <laughs> Never all three. You can have a beginning, a middle, or an end. Pick two of them. Something is always super abrupt. <laughs> Just like the ending of this episode, which we'll, we'll get to. You can never quite tell what the A-plot is supposed to be. I originally thought it was going to be the Max Bacon thing, but that's only brought up one other time. Yeah. It's only brought up like one other time when Fernando makes more bacon and proceeds to harass the small child <laughs> by by leaving the bacon in front of him and being like, you sure you don't want some bacon? I regularly do this with all of my vegetarian friends and my girlfriend who's a vegetarian. I just wave bacon in front of her face like, don't you want it? Don't you want it? <laughs> you want the bacon? But are your vegetarian friends 10 years old? No. We, we should say this is the beginning of one of our favorite undercurrents of the show which is Max and Fernando kind of have a rivalry throughout. It's so good. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's great. It's so good. Who who would be Fernando's arch nemesis if not Other for than a, small boy. a literal child? <laughs> yes. And they have very similar demeanors when you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're not so different. I need a scene where Fernando says to Max, we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> and Max says, I'm nothing like you. And then they, they fight. <laughs> and then Fernando cuts off Max's hand. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, there's a scene where between DJ and Jay Money where DJ says uh, she doesn't want him playing football because it's too dangerous. She feels he doesn't have a football body. He's a very fragile boy. He's a fragile boy. Mm -hmm. He's a fragile boy. He doesn't have a football body. He has a ping pong body. <laughs> Jay Money takes great offense to this. Yes. And proceeds to go on a talking strike is probably what I'm going to say. He's like, I'm not talking to you again. And then he leaves. He's giving her the old silent treatment. Although he kind of doesn't. Not really. <laughs> yeah. He's he's very active in this episode. He's not. It's not like he's hiding in the corner saying nothing the whole time to his mother. And then uh, the game night happens. Game night begins. Matt arrives with Crystal. Steve arrives with CJ. Steve and CJ actually arrive first, and it's a whole scene where it's like, oh my god, DJ and CJ are the same person. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, uh, DJ and CJ compete at being DJ. Yes. 
And Steve is the only one who recognizes it. Yeah, yeah. I I do like how Steve does have some self-awareness mm-hmm. about it all. In, in mm-hmm. the previous episode, Steve, when he introduced CJ, said, I have a type. <laughs> and here he says, you guys really are similar. I think it is. I, I feel like most shows would do. Steve doesn't see it. And that would be the joke. But I kind of love that Steve 100% sees it and just doesn't think there are any troubling implications there. Um, We should also say who should show up to be Stephanie's partner, but Jimmy Gibbler? And Kimmy does say that she wants Steph to marry Jimmy so she can have her as an annoying little sister. Mrs. Stephanie Gibbler. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, then uh, Matt and Crystal show up uh, and Crystal says, hey, DJ, I felt bad because, you know, you're so lonely. So I got you a date. He's old. You're old. It, it's great. She doesn't actually say that last part. But it's very much implied. It's implied. Which is one of the reasons. It's implied. Which is one of Crystal's many psychological warfare tactics to break down DJ yes. spirits. And this, my good friends, is where we are finally introduced to the one... The only TV's Alan Thick, who plays the role of Mike, <laughs> and his famous catchphrase, "Mike here, Mike here, Mike here," which uh, eagle-eyed viewers may remember from the intro to this episode. <laughs> we hit it so well. We were very subtle, very very subtle about it. You know, it, it, it's okay. You guys might not notice on your first watch. If it takes you two watches, that's all right. It's fine. We don't think any less of you. And guys, I actually wanted to let you know, really, this is for the audience. You guys already know, but we have a special guest on this episode. Let's bring him out. It's Mike. Mike. Mike here. Hey, Mike. Holy shit. Hey, everyone. The ghost of Alan Thicke. (laughs) What? Who's Alan Thicke? I'm Mike. I'm a person who exists in the Fuller House universe. Mike here. Never mind. Hi, Mike. I can't believe you're in New York with, uh, with Mark and not in San Francisco. Yeah, how'd you get all the way across the country just yeah, to be on our podcast? <laughs> of course. Um, I really, I was on, I was on a business trip. Oh. Um, Mike here. <laughs> <laughs> I sell trampolines. <laughs> so, Mike, you're Crystal's grandfather, right? Yes, that's accurate. Like, did did Crystal show you a picture of DJ? Was it like a swipe left, swipe right situation? Uh, Crystal told me. Oh, sorry. Mike here. Crystal told me <laughs> Jesus. that there would be free food and a date with a woman. And as you know, I am a very horny man. He, you are oh very horny. Yes. You were pretty aggressive with your uh, with your flirting game. I mean, you don't have you can't waste your time anymore, right? I yeah. Mm. Mike here. I told DJ <laughs> I'm 72, but not under the hood. Vroom vroom. Ooh. <laughs> to which Stephanie found hilarious. Yes. Yes, some people might say that's very confusing, almost not a pickup line <laughs> or any sort of innuendo, uh, but it still is. Oh my god. Um, Alright, well, Mark, do you have any questions for Mike? Um, Yeah, I have uh, written down, I just like, uh, kind of, what was it like to work with the cast of Fuller House? Um, Mike here. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, it really was uh, a dream come true. Again, normally I'm a trampoline salesman. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. A trampoline so salesman? It was It was great to just be able to come in and... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was wondering how long it would take me to break. Oh god. <sighs> you asked it surprisingly long. Yeah. You were I, good there. I, I'm sorry. It's just my bullshit. Hold on, Mark. I, I, before you go, I had one last question for Mike. Oh yeah, no, Mike's. I'm still here. Mike here. Uh, Mike. So now that you're the first uh, cast member of Fuller House to make an appearance on this show, of course. Can you go back and tell our good friend Juan Pablo de Pache that we want him on the podcast? Can you let him know? I would really appreciate it. No, let me let me get on my phone right now. Hey Juan Pablo, Mike here. <laughs> yeah, I um. Oh 
my god. There are these guys, they're doing a podcast about Fuller House. Um, I'm a guest on it, and they really, they'd really like you to come on. Uh-huh. 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 All right. Sorry about that. Mike here. <laughs> I, oh my god. He he his schedule's kind of filled up for the time being. Aw, okay. But yeah. He said as long as you guys keep shouting into the void, Juan Pablo Depache, please come on our podcast. That maybe one day it'll happen. Well, thank you for asking. Anyway, I have to go sell some trampolines. Well, thank you, Mike. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Mike. Thanks. That was a pleasure having you. Uh, I'd like to take a moment to talk to Juan Pablo here for a second. Juan Pablo, I know your schedule is pretty filled up right now. You're a busy guy, but uh, if you ever want to become part of the podcast, our doors are always open. You know where to find us. Send us a DM. Uh, we will we will squeeze you in <laughs> into our very busy schedule. Our very busy schedule. We'll we'll find a way to make it happen. You say the word, we will be there. You know, like we have very busy schedules. You know, Mark is you know often the emergency room saving lives. He'll he'll walk out. Yeah. Look, I'll just leave. I they don't need me there. I don't work for the hospital. I just like I'm that good. They just bring me in. <laughs> <laughs> they just bring me in for the tough cases. Like they can handle it. Um. Anyway, I have next in my notes after that interlude. Uh, they're playing the games. It's um, uh, it's not charades. It's it's guessing celebrities. I, yeah, kind of like almost like yeah. heads up. You know that game, the the app. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah, heads yeah. up. Yeah. Um, I wrote down Steve and CJ are too cute. They are. They're too cute. They're that couple. Steve also does a very great like jump up into the air when he guesses it right, or like his knees bend and go behind him, and it's it's very cute. They got it. Steve is our good little boy. He is. He is. He's such a good boy. He's such a good boy. Jimmy is our good himbo. Yes. Steve, he's so happy with fake DJ. I mean, CJ. Yeah, she's a person. She's a person. Siege. Yeah. Yeah, Siege. I'm pretty sure they give her, like, her own last name, but I'd really love it if her name was, her last name was, like, Fanner. (laughs) Uh, Then... As a complete non sequitur, J Money walks in covered head to toe in bubble wrap. It is a brilliant outfit. It's a brilliant outfit. He's proving his point that DJ's being overprotective and he doesn't need to be coddled. It's a very good plan. He's a natural born satirist. He's exaggerating her point to prove how stupid it is. Yeah. It's a good plan. Maybe he really does belong in the theater. Yes. He does. The theater. I, I will say, I love that even when Jay Money is trying to make an argument and have, like, the high ground. He's so He sad. looks like a complete idiot. He's so sad. Oh, yeah. It's season two, and I'm and we are there. Yeah, he just walks in. It's not even like he's a mummy. He looks like he's dressed like... You know what? He's not dressed as a mummy. He's dressed as a pharaoh with the... Yeah, with the headdress and everything. With the bubble wrap around his head, like a headdress and this like weird biotical suit <laughs> bubble wrap. And uh, he goes upstairs and Mike turns to DJ and like, you know what that boy needs? He needs some football. Actually, can, can I make one correction? Um, because you have that a little wrong. I'm pretty sure he says, Mike here. You know <laughs> what that boy needs? Some football. Correct. It'll toughen him up. Yes. That is a very important distinction, and I'm glad you corrected me on that, Mark. I, I apologize. You forgot his very good catchphrase. He says it like 50 times in the episode. His catchphrase that doesn't get old at all. <laughs> nope. And it, yeah, over the course of one episode, and it does not get old. I also do want to point out, I know we met, we missed this earlier, but before Crystal comes in, when, they're, when DJ's talking to Matt, she brings up that Jay Money wants to do football, and he's like, oh, I played college football. He should do it. But at the same time, my body hurty all the time. His body hurts when it rains, <laughs> and he doesn't have kneecaps anymore. You know, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's an ambivalent experience. Exactly. But yeah, they keep playing the celebrity guessing game. 
Steph is living for DJ's suffering. Her performance in this was so good. Yes. I don't think Jodie Sweetin was acting. <laughs> I think you're right. I, th- I think she was just like, oh man, just a masterclass in front of me of of acting and of just human suffering. Much like how Macy Gray was definitely drunk in her episode. Yeah. Jodie Sweetin just let her rip for Alan Thicke. Yeah. And finally, it's Steph and Jimmy's turn. And Jimmy is weirdly amazing at this game yeah he lives in steph's mind rent free he he must be able to genuinely read her mind because there are a bunch that he gets without her giving any clue yeah he, there's somewhere he always like she ariana grande yes yeah like, like zach think of a celebrity all right john ham you said john and i for a second i thought you i was john travolta yeah <laughs> Oh, okay. I, you said John, and for a second I was like, holy shit, he might get this. <laughs> I know. I kind of want to keep going. I kind of want to play it some more. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason. Okay, okay, think of another celebrity, please. Okay, I'm, please. I'm, I'm, I, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, Mark. All right. Okay, let's connect. Mm-hmm. Meg Ryan. This time it was John Hamm. <sighs> Damn it, Zach, you never go with the same <laughs> celebrity twice. It's the first rule of the game. I didn't. I had a whole list. It was John Travolta, then John Hamm. This is Mark guessed John Hamm at the wrong time. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. That's your own fault, Mark. Jimmy would have gotten it. I know. All right, all right, all right Mark, Mark, one, one more time. Let's go. Let's go. One more time. Okay, okay, okay. One more time. Okay. Willem Dafoe. Son of a bitch, you got it. <laughs> Yay! Woo! We did it! It only took us three attempts. Yeah. I aspire... So one day, with enough practice, be as good at that game as Alan Thicke is in this episode. Boy, does he kill it. Yes. Oh, he- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Alan Thicke just starts naming celebrities. He just starts naming celebrities and then naming cartoons. <laughs> yeah. In like this word association where he's like, Jerry Van Dyke, Tom and Jerry. I got it. That's the celebrity, right? Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Mike here. But uh, yeah, Jimmy's very good at this game. And it's it's a love connection. They start finishing each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. Damn it, Zach. We do not have a love connection. I was actually, I didn't know how I was going to fit it. So finish it. So like it was like sandwiches or sentences. You kind of both got That's it. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy has the power to read Stephanie's mind because of how in love he is. Which is a little creepy, but also he's drinking his Respect Women juice, so I'm okay with Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably one of the side effects of drinking that much Respect Women juice. Yeah. That and you just, like, pee like a horse. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you gotta drink your Respect Women juice, but, like, you gotta ration it out. You can't drink too much at one time. Me, personally, I go for eight ounces a day, but some people recommend more, some recommend less. It's a little hard to tell. Well, it's, I'll have a little bit of respect women juice with dinner, mm. but like you don't want to overdo yeah. it. Exactly. But yeah, that's it for the game night scene. You wish there was more? Yeah, so do we. <laughs> <laughs> Mike turns down DJ, but does say that if she's ever interested in something purely physical, um, Mike is here. <laughs> for that. And then he goes to the wrong car. Yeah, but DJ doesn't care enough to correct him. <laughs> so presumably he just stole the car. <laughs> Stephanie finally agrees to let Jimmy take her out on a date to his RV. I, I have in my notes, Jimmy is very coquettish about it. He's like swaying his shoulders. Oh yeah, he's like really playing it up. He really is the perfect Kimbo character. Yeah, I also love that the second Stephanie agrees to go out with him, Jimmy says, you don't have to if you don't want to. Because he's been drinking that Respect Women juice. Mm-hmm. Our good himbo. Our very good himbo. For he's a jolly good himbo. He's <laughs> a jolly good himbo. For he's a jolly good himbo. That nobody can, can deny. deny. Yeah, he is a cool that, that, con- I was about to say. that concludes another portion of our famous segment, Musical Bits. <laughs> And the bumper. I'm having fun this episode. This is a fun, fun episode. Yeah, fun. we're having fun. This is a fun episode. We're having fun with it. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Oh, right. So everybody leaves. Uh, DJ, stay, DJ closes the door feeling different. Um, 
and she realizes she needs to go. <laughs> uh, she needs to go talk to to J Money about about what's going on. She's been gonna blow up on him, and then Kimmy's like, "Wait, no, I have an idea." So they interrogate Lola through yeah. intense psychological warfare. Basically, Kimmy uses the ultimate power move of turning the chair backwards so that it's the yeah. seat rest you know is up against her chest and she that always works she's i mean she's using it as an intimidation thing yeah but it also works when you spin that chair around and go hey i'm a cool kid just like exactly you. listen i'm not like all the other moms i'm a cool mom this conversation we're having this slaps <laughs> this conversation is totally lit fam <laughs> I'm not like the other kids. I'm 43. (laughs) That's Kimmy's entire character. Yeah. 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 You're... Yeah. Um, But they... They threw a classic good cop, bad cop. uh, Convince Lola to tell Jay Money that she doesn't care if he plays football, so he'll stop doing it in order to impress her. I love how they appeal to, like, Jay Money's most pathetic character traits. Like, the fact that he'll do anything for Lola. Here's the thing, though. It works. It does. Yeah, no, the second that the second that happened, I was like, oh, I wish this had been the episode. That, like, that happens, and at the beginning, they're like, oh, I have the perfect plan. Let's convince Lola to, like, help us convince Jay Money not to play football. And then it's about them trying to win over Lola to their Ooh, cause. yeah, that would be good. I just, I thought that would have been a more fun episode than just kind of Jay Money's mad at DJ the entire time. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, she goes to his room and Jay Money says something about like, you know, my mom doesn't want me to play football, but I don't let other people tell me what to do. And Lola says, you know, I, I really don't care if you play football. And he goes, okay, done. I'm off the team. <laughs> It, it's just immediate. He's actually deathly afraid of football. He just just needed that validation so badly. By the way, what what kind of guy, what like traits do you look for in a guy? And she says, you know, I really like guys who don't try hard to impress me. And he goes, wow, that's my whole thing, too. <laughs> that's my favorite thing about guys, too. Yeah. So, I mean, Jackson doesn't really learn what he probably should have been learning in this plot line, which is like, he doesn't learn to like respect his mom's wishes or anything. He just learns. Well, actually he doesn't learn anything because he just gives up football because no. Lola tells him to. <laughs> so and he... that's the J money way. Nobody learns anything. No. Uh, but Jimmy takes Steph on a romantic date to his RV that is parked um right outside her house and i don't yes. know how what it says I, I don't i guess it says something great about jimmy that he takes her on a romantic date to his rv and it actually ends up being pretty romantic <laughs> in yeah. a weird way <laughs> yeah because they, they end up like talking about their hopes and dreams and what it means to like travel the world but also like have a place to call home yeah yeah like, it's real that uh that jimmy's a photographer he's been around the world taking pictures for National Geographic. Yeah. Jimmy's a cool guy. He is. Jimmy's kind of the best. He's very nice. He's very sweet. He respects women. He has he has a cool job. He's well-traveled. Um, and he's super hot. <laughs> he takes good care of himself, despite the fact that he lives in an RV. Our good himbo. It, it really impresses Steph, and they have their magical mind connection again, and they decide to bone, which, uh... I mean, all all in all, good first date. Good first date. Oh, yeah. They start making out. She says the famous line, give me some Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it for you in case you weren't paying attention. Give me some Jimmy. Mark, you're, you're rupturing my blood vessels. I don't I don't know how if I can take it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to stop right there, chief. I think my eyes don't work anymore, even though it was something I heard and didn't see. <laughs> To to be fair, it's better than that famous Kimmy line, hand me some Fernando. Uh, uh, that one I blocked out of my memory. <laughs> That's not real. I made that up. Oh, okay. That up, thank you God. Guys. Okay. Uh, yeah, then uh, finally, uh, Fernando gives Tommy a haircut. 
Oh, yeah. This is what pissed me off. This this ending comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And 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 there's talk of everybody saying like to DJ, like, you know how long Tommy's hair has gotten. Somebody at the mall yesterday thought he was a little girl. This is a running plot line. Mark, I do want to say right there, they do specify specifically it was Trader Joe's, and I feel like that's important. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Trader Joe's. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. I know why this ends. This ending comes out of nowhere. Oh, I just put it together. Do you guys think this was originally a cold opening? Ooh, this has a cold open feel. It does have yeah. a cold open feel. This, I think they put right. this at the ending because they wanted that dialogue about Jay Bunny forgiving DJ because they forgot to put it in. Yeah. So they just moved the scene to the end. Probably, yep. Jay Money forgives DJ. They make up. They hug it out. And then we do have the cold open for presumably the next episode, which is the haircut. Yeah. yeah. You're so right. And it... It starts off, and also, like, Fernando's cutting it, and I was really hoping he'd have, because he said the line where, like, sometimes the baby cries, and that's okay, and I was really hoping that he'd continue that with, sometimes the baby cries, and sometimes I cry, because I'm baby, and I he didn't say that, and I was very disappointed. But he does cry, as does everybody. He does Literally cry. everybody cries. Yeah, because it was really a setup, sometimes the baby cries, for first DJ, then Fernando, then everybody cries. They're just infected by by Tommy. They're they're just forced to cry. Yeah. And then the episode very unnaturally just ends. ends. <laughs> yep. just, it's just over at that point. It's just over, which which again is where Tyler said, what was the A plot? It's just like we you leave that episode confused. Yeah. yeah, you leave the episode confused wondering exactly what is the A plot of this episode. It's, it's a lot happening. And I'm going to answer that question right now. Not about the episode of Full House, but about the episode of the podcast. It's time for our own A plot, which is, of course, our favorite segment and yours. It's time for Sad Boy of the Week. You had to walk a lot for that transition, that but was... I respect the hustle. I... <laughs> okay. Oh, shower me with praise. Shower me with praise. I need, I, I need this. Don't fucking leave me hanging here, Harrison. I swear to God. Fucking shower me with praise right now. So sad boy of the week. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I, I think there's one clear front runner to me, at least as of right now. And that is, of course, our very, very sad boy who's turning into a very sad, sad man. Jay Money. Yeah. Jay Money. I do want to also point out, there is one uh, line that we forgot to mention earlier, that when he's originally talking to DJ about football, he's like, oh, you're still a boy. He's like, mom, I'm 13. I'm a man. And when he says, yeah. man. I'm a man, he like voice cracks. I'm a man. It was a very good voice crack. I, th- I think he's the immediate front runner. I am glad that we all did at the same time. We all did our impression of it. Man. <laughs> my man. He's very good at voice cracks. Yes, oh, he yeah. really is. I also want to nominate everybody's favorite mom, DJ. Yes, she was very pathetic in this yeah, episode. I think so as well. She got shit on a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. I also want to run by Alan Thick. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Thick. I know Thicke. I keep calling him just yeah. Alan Thick. Really, yeah. it's Mike. Mike, Mike slash Alan yeah. Thick. Mike here. Sorry if that fooled you. Mike. Mike left a while ago. Mm, okay. Yeah, Mike's Again, gone. Gotta sell those trampolines. Yeah. Right. Respect the grind. Respect the grind. Does Crystal ever do like a trampoline gymnastics routine in Mike's trampoline store to like advertise the trampolines? I think. Oh, oh for I bet sure. She does. Yeah. I bet yeah. She does. Yeah. I bet that's how she got started. Anything for pops. So yes, we have Mike. We have uh, J Money. We have DJ. Anybody else? That's about it, isn't it? Right? Yeah. I expected more. Yeah. I think that's about it. For I think Fernando has his normal quota of sadness, but he's not a big enough part of the episode to really, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Yeah. the sad boy of the week. Maybe Stephanie on the basis of dating a Gibbler, but at the same time, Jimmy Gibbler is kind of awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, he's drinking that respect women juice. She's getting respected. This is the weird thing. Again, Sad Boy of the Week only exists because there is a direct correlation between sad man and good character. But this is like the first time where my favorite character in the episode 
did not make Sad Boy of the Week. And it's Jimmy Gibbler. Did not become a nominee. My favorite character in this episode is 100% Jimmy Gibbler. And he is not a sad boy here. No, not uh, at I was going to say, do we want to, I was going to say, do we want to nominate him just for being a simp? <laughs> I don't, uh, I thought about no, it, no. but I don't think I so. Was, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to give him the honorary title of the best himbo. Mm, I think, um, yeah, that works too, that works honestly. Well. I think I'm fine with that. Yeah. Honestly, that, that could be a new segment too. Yeah, but I think he'd all. I think he'd win every Jimmy time. Jimmy Gibbler would just win every time. It seems ta- it's tailored to Jimmy Gibbler. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I mean, Fernando could also get that. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> and but I feel Matt, like being oh. a himbo is more. Oh yeah. 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 Wow. Well, that's, wow. Looking through, there are a lot of himbos in Fuller House. We have we have some himbos. I think Matt's not quite dumb enough to be a himbo. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Bit too capable. But Jimmy is the himbo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, but anyway, let me go through the cases. All right. There's Jay Money, who somehow gets on the football team solely to impress this girl who has made it clear she's not interested in him. <laughs> we find out in this episode that he injures himself all the time, constantly. <laughs> Often in very small ways. His voice cracks many a time here. We find out he has a, a body made for ping pong. What else does he do? He wraps himself up in bubble wrap and parades in front of his mom and her friends to prove his point. The second the girl he likes says, you know, I don't care that much about football. He drops it, just says, done. No. Okay, I'm good. I'm off the team immediately. Anything for you. And then uh, he just gives in and makes up with his mother where maybe I feel like also there could have been an opportunity for DJ to go. Maybe I have to let go a little bit, but Nope. No, no, it's, it's not a learning opportunity for DJ. J money has to respect his mom, which is a good lesson. Respect your mom. Moms are the best. Uh, but also I feel like anytime this show presents an opportunity for DJ to grow a little, it does not take it. Mm hmm. Because she has to be perfect. Because she is a yeah. She is protagonist. Which brings us to our best little protagonist. Uh, sorry, let me take that again. Which brings us to our best little protagonist. <laughs> um, DJ, who? Yes. The first thing she does is she tries to negotiate with Fernando, telling him he's only. Fernando says, I'm just saying, thank you for letting me stay here for a few months. She says a few days. He says a few years. She says a few months. He's like, deal. And she goes, how did that happen? <laughs> so she yeah. immediately gets calm. I forgot about that bit. That's a very That's good a bit. Good one. It's a very good bit. Salami She politics. goes to work and her sadness and loneliness and losing out on this guy she was into is paraded directly in front of her face. Um, she gets asked... Again, we mentioned it, but she gets asked, how are you single? And she goes, I don't know. (laughs) She gets set up with um, maybe the worst date (laughs) ever. You take that back. Alan Thicke is wonderful. An older man who only wants her for her body. Actually, no, I take it back. He's the worst date ever. He's an older man who only wants her for her body and keeps saying his fucking catchphrase over (laughs) and over and over again. Mike here. Mike here. And then he has the gall to dump her or reject yeah, her. Yeah, he dumps her. Uh, she does get what she wants and her son quits the football team. But she is dumped by the worst date and is completely alone and uh, is just in her loneliness the entire time. <laughs> it's very sad. I kind of made the case for Alan Thick in that, but it's basically he's... The worst date. He uh, is just kind of this asshole who shows up, only wants DJ for her body, says his fucking catchphrase over and over and over again. Makes his granddaughter probably look like a fucking ass (laughs) just by association. Makes his granddaughter look like an ass by association and is really horrible at celebrity guessing games. Yeah, which is really the biggest knock against him. Yeah. Well... It's also not just that he's bad at the game. It's that he's bad at the game because he lacks basic listening skills. He's bad at the game 
because he's not drinking respect women juice. You got to be drinking that respect women juice, my dude. That's why he's so good at the game. That's right. <laughs> it all connects. Respect women juice gives you superpowers. <laughs> he was he was on a performance enhancing substance. <laughs> <laughs> respect women juice. <laughs> it's a performance enhancing drug. Yes. Oh my god. Anyway, anyway, we do know who the best we know who the best Timbo is. Who do you vote for for Sad Boy of the Week? Oh, God. This is, a, this is a tough one. I think, honestly, it's really a decision between DJ and J Money for me. Yeah. Uh, I think as much as we love Mike slash Alan Thicke, he's more of a minor character and really serves yeah. as more of uh, a reason as why to yeah. select DJ. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Also, um, the the episode ends with in DJ's column. The episode ends with her bursting out into tears because Fernando cuts one snip of her son's hair off. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna be honest. I came in thinking it was just gonna be cut and dry. J Money wins, but honestly, like you convinced me more, and now I'm like I don't know who I want to go me for. Me neither. You, you really sold me on DJ. Really need to think about this for a moment. I don't mean to unduly. Imp- influence you i am voting for dj here's why j money is very sad in this episode but i don't think he's low status enough you know what yeah he is high status the whole time he's very pathetic but in the sense that like he's in his own little world and only he lives there yeah he's he's very pathetic but he's not really failing the entire time right so I'm voting DJ. I don't mean to hmm. unduly influence you. All right. All right. I'll think about it. Harrison, do you want to go? Honestly, I think Mark's last argument kind of pushed me over the edge. Yeah, I I, I was. I think so, too. Yeah. Honestly, I think DJ is our sad boy DJ, of the week. DJ. Yeah. DJ. I also vote DJ. I think that's a clean sweep. All right. So we finally I know. Didn't we say last time, like if DJ was going to get a win, that was the time. And then literally the next episode, she actually won sad boy of the week. Yeah. This is the season of sadness. <laughs> that's that's the show, Mark. It's the show of sadness. You're right. It's You're every right. season of this show. Like we'd our our sad boy thing, we developed that very early on in our first watch through. Not in those terms, but the idea was planted a long time ago. The idea yeah. was definitely planted. I think yeah. it was yeah. season two when we realized just how strong the correlation was. Like the idea that the sadness I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because then we had characters like Fernando becoming more relevant, Jimmy Gibbler, our perfect himbo was also there. And yeah, I think I think it's definitely a thing there. It might have even been like this episode where we realized. It could be. It's a sad show. It's a very sad show. Well, it's a sad show. I mean, maybe not in the way that like most shows are sad. I don't know if I'd describe Four House as a sad show. But um, all right. Well, I think that's all I have. Yeah, that's all I have. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, all right, guys. Well, that's it for another episode of the Fullest House podcast. If you want to know where you can find us, you can like us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Fullest House Pod. Once again, I'm Zach Horowitz. I'm Mark Green. And I'm Harrison Bloom. And until next time, may your houses be fuller and may your Allens be thick. Good night, everybody. Good night.